0: Last week, I started talking to you about God's prophetic promises in 2017 for you and your family. And I'm going to continue that. I attended uh, some meetings at Trinity Fellowship, and uh, Chuck Pierce, who has a prophetic ministry, laid out some promises that God has in store for you and I in 2017. All of these promises are in the Word of God, so it's not anything weird or outside of the Word of God. All these promises are in God's Word. So I just wanted to remind you of some things that I said last week that I wanted to encourage you, and then we'll get into this week. The very first thing that I said was is that God says, you have a good year ahead. All right, one of my life verses is Jeremiah 29, 11, and it says that God's plans for you, God's plans for us are good and not evil, and that we have a hope and we have a future. And there's two simple things you can do as a believer is to begin to decree and declare. See, here's the thing. When God says, I have a promise for you, and that's all the Bible is, the Bible's two things. It's a love letter, and it's a book of promises. And so you just say, God, I want what you have for me, in a sense. Now, you don't reach out physically, but you reach out with your heart and you say, God, I want what you have for me. I say yes to you. All right, how do you do that practically? Well, one of the simplest things you do is you just decree or you declare God's promises over you. All right, one of the promises is you're going to have a good 2017. So when you're driving to work in the morning, you're driving to school in the morning, you go through your day in the morning, you just simply say, Father, I'm in agreement with you that 2017 is going to be a good year. You're going to take care of us. You're going to move in our lives. The second thing that he talked about was favor, all right? He said three things about favor. Now, what's favor? Favor is the unmerited grace of God. It's God moving in your life. You don't deserve it. You don't earn it, but you get it because you know Jesus Christ is your Savior. And he said first that you and I have been crowned with favor. Now, Psalm says that we've been crowned with his favor. We've been crowned with his mercy and with his goodness. So you're wearing the crown of the favor of God this morning. Again, you don't earn it. You get it because you know Christ is your Savior, because you've been born again into the family. Then the second thing he said was that you and I have been covered. With favor, all right, another way to say it is to be clothed with favor, so you and I have a crown of favor, and then we 've been covered we 've been clothed with favor. Then the third thing he said was is that our bloodline would be covered with favor now don 't miss this. Of course, it's your immediate family, but it's your cousins, your aunts, your uncles, your second cousins, your third cousins, anybody that you have in your life that has your blood and you're a part of that bloodline. Listen, I know many of you are just like me. I've got cousins. I don't hang out with them. I don't know them. A lot of them I haven't seen in years, but God promised that his favor would be on my bloodline, all right? So, you're crowned with favor You're covered with favor, and then you also have favor on your bloodline. So you can just say that. Father, I thank you that your favor is on my bloodline. Your favor is on my family. Your favor is on the gray bloodline. Your favor is on the friar bloodline. That's my wife's maiden name. And you claim that for your life. Then the third thing we talked about is that it's a year of restoration. God's business is restoration. Listen, you know what God does? He takes our broken lives, our bad choices, our mistakes, the brokenness in our lives, and He restores us. You see, God's business is life. God's business is wholeness. God's business is healing. Listen to what restoration means it means to give back. Now, don't miss this. Whatever's been stolen in your life, God promises to give it back to you. The second thing it means is to set in order. All right, you've got some things in your life that have been out of order. I know some of you do. I've had things in my life that are out of order. And God says, I'm going to put them back to order. Then the last thing he said was to bring restoration to your health. Now, I'm going to talk more about that this morning and what God's showing me for the next thing that I want you to see. But I want you to understand this morning, God wants to restore you. Now, listen, he doesn't want to wait till you get your ducks in a row. He doesn't want to wait till you get your act together. That's not God's heart god's heart is as you walk with him he's going to restore you he's going to crown you he's going to clothe you and it's going to be a good year that's just three promises let me show you the next thing he said the next thing he said was it's a year to grab a hold of the word of god listen it's really hard to be a christian apart from the scriptures all right you don't have to be a bible scholar you don't have to read hours and hours a day but you just put the Word of God into your life on a regular basis. You read the daily verse. You take time to read some Scripture. Let me read you a verse this morning. Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Now, the Bible says that the only way to please God is to have faith. Okay? The Bible says the only way to get faith is to hear the Word of God. All right, you know what you're doing this morning? You're feeding your faith, And you're starving your doubts. Anytime you hear the word of God. Anytime you read the word of God. Anytime you're in church. Anytime you're doing it on your phone or your tablet or wherever. You're feeding your faith. And he said that one of the things that we need to do this year is to grab a hold of the Word of God this year, to take time to read your Bible. You're not doing it to please God. You're not doing it to get a leg up. You're doing it because it'll cause you to grow, it'll cause you to be strengthened, and it'll cause you to be encouraged. Here's the next thing he said. He said that God wants to infuse you with His Word as you sit under it. Let me explain to you what that means. You're sitting under the Word of God this morning. Listen, I am so proud of every one of you. I'm proud of you for getting up, getting dressed, coming to God's house, coming to the church. Now, we know God doesn't live here. God lives inside of me, but we've designated this as a place to meet. I'm so proud of you for coming and hearing the word of God. And he said, God wants to infuse you. Now, you're going to love this. Listen to what infuse means. It's a pouring in of something that gives new life or significance. Let me give it to you again. A pouring in of something. I'm talking about the word of God. See when you hear the word of God the spirit of God pours it into you and it brings new life and it brings significance. Can I tell you something? There's no significance outside of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter your title, it doesn't matter your degree, it doesn't matter your bank account, it doesn't matter the square footage of your house. We would all agree if we were honest. The only place you're going to find the life you're looking for is in Jesus Christ. Let me read to you out of John 6:63. 6, Listen to what this says. <clears throat> Now, this is in red, and it means it's the word of Jesus Christ. The Spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. Stop right there. You see, when you heard the gospel, when you heard that Jesus died on a cross spent three days in the grave, was raised again to life for your justification. And you recognize without Christ, I'm lost and I need him as my savior. And you said yes to Jesus. The spirit of God gave you new life. The spirit of God gave you eternal life and you didn't do anything to earn it. You didn't jump high enough. You didn't work hard enough. That's what it says. The Bible says the flesh profits nothing. In other words, you can't get life on the inside of you from the flesh Then listen to the second thing Jesus said. He said, the words I speak, the word of God, the Bible. The words I speak, the words I've spoken to you, they are spirit and they're life. Now, don't miss this. Listen, the Bible's alive. The Bible is dripping with the life of God. You see, it's not like reading the newspaper. It's not like reading Sports Illustrated. It's not like that. You're not reading it for information. Now, you do get information, but you know what you get You get life. Well, pastor, I don't completely understand it. Listen, it's okay. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. Are you with me? You don't have to be a Bible scholar for the life of God to get on you when you sit under the word of God and when you read the word of God. So the thing he said was, it's a year to grab a hold of the promises of God that God wants to infuse you. He wants to pour his life into you, and his word, is spirit, and it's life. So can I just encourage you, man, take some time this year to read the scriptures. Take some time each day. Read the daily verse. Do something to get in the word of God. Here's the next thing he said. He said, it's not a year for unbelief. It's not a year for unbelief. Listen, unbelief is always a choice. It's always a choice. It's not a year for unbelief. Here's what he said, and I thought it was amazing, and I have a picture for you. Uh, God doesn't want any more Eeyores. You know who Eeyore is? Right there he is. All right, now, of course, Eeyore is a character from the Winnie the Pooh, and that book was written by A.A. Milne in 1926. And I looked up a description of this character in the story and listened to what it says about him. Eeyore is pessimistic. He's gloomy, and he's depressed. He's pessimistic. He's gloomy, he's depressed. What's he say? If it is a good morning, which I doubt, if you've ever seen the cartoon, you know that voice. You can hear it in your head right now, can't you? Yeah, we all, you can hear it, can't you? Okay, here's the thing. What's God saying? God's saying that's not who he wants you to be. It's not a time for unbelief. It's not a time for Eeyores. God wants you to do what? Feed your faith and starve your doubts. Now, listen to the next thing. God wants to penetrate your heart. With his Word. Now let me just take a minute and talk to you about your heart. Of course, I'm not talking about the blood pump. I'm talking about the inner you. When I was a kid, the Baptist pastor came to our home and he sat on my mother's couch and he explained the gospel to us. The death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And Jesus knocked on the door of my heart in my mother's living room. And I opened my heart and I received Jesus Christ as my Savior. Now, that is not the last time he knocked on the door of my heart. He has continued to knock, and he's continuing to knock on your heart. Here's how it goes. You see, then I found out later that Jesus had the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and he knocked on the door of my heart, and I opened it and said yes. Then I found out Jesus wanted to be my healer, that he not only died for my sins, but he died so I could be healed. First Peter 2.24 says so. He knocked on the door of my heart, and I opened it. Then I found out he wanted to be my peace, and that I could have peace in my mind and not worry about my wife, not worry about my kids, not worry about my future, and he knocked on the door of my heart, and I opened it, and I let him in. He's continually knocking. Now, here's what I want you to see. Don't miss this. There's always more available. All you have to do is say yes. Listen, there's always more available. As you walk on this journey with Jesus Christ, there's more, there's more, there's more. Here's what happens to people. And I'm not picking on anybody. I love that person that comes to church, you know, for the first time. And they come up after church and they say, God, this was so good. How long have y'all been here? 30 years. 30 years. And I say, where do you go to church? Well, I go here. And then they never come back ever again. Now, I'm not picking on that person. I'm excited when somebody else is excited. But I see people all the time, and they start this journey, and there's that excitement, you remember? There's that zeal, and you start taking steps towards Jesus. And, man, you know, you go to kids' camp, and you you go to youth camp, and you go to men's retreat, and you come to church, and, you know, you just are growing in Christ. But then if you're not careful, you kind of start slowing down, and you kind of start taking smaller steps. And if you're not careful, you just simply... Slow down to nothing. C.S. Lewis said, It's not the sin that knocks you away. People just slowly drift away. Now, listen, God wants to do what? He wants to penetrate your heart with His word. Here's what I want you to do. First off, You made the first big step. You're here. Now, the second step is this. Open your heart this morning. So you can sit in church and hear the word of God, and it bounce off your heart like a bullet off of bulletproof glass. You can keep the door of your heart closed. You know you can. I mean, you can walk so far with Jesus, and then you close that door, and you decide, I don't know about the rest of this. I think I've got enough of this. I think I'm okay. And I just want to encourage you, please don't do that. Keep saying yes. Keep taking those steps. Keep opening your heart and saying, Lord, whatever you have for me, I want it. Now, let me read a scripture to you. I'm going to go to Hebrews chapter. 4 verse 12 there's a lot in this verse and i'm going to show you some amazing things in this verse now what are we talking about god wants to penetrate your heart with his word and i'm asking you to open your heart and allow that to happen look what it says in hebrews 4 12 for the word of god the bible it's living it's alive it's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword piercing dividing, piercing even to the division of the soul and the spirit, the joint and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now, there's a lot in that, and I know that. And I want to break it down, and I'm going to show you some amazing things in this. What does this verse say? This verse says that God wants to take the Word, the Bible, which is alive, which is dripping with life, and when you read it, when you listen to it, when you say it, here's what happens. First off, it says it's going to pierce your soul. Your soul is your mind. Now, not your brain, your mind. It's your mind, it's your will, and your emotions. Listen, I know there are people in this room, and you've had a fractured mind in the past. You've been hurt. You've been wounded. You've been broken. And there's things in your life that cannot be fixed in the natural. And I want you to know I know that. But listen, God's promise is I will bring peace, I will bring healing, I will bring restoration. When you hear the word of God, the promise is is it'll penetrate your mind, it'll penetrate your will and your emotion, and it will bring healing and you can have it. Here's the next thing he said. He said that it would penetrate your spirit. Now your spirit is your heart and it doesn't mean your blood pump, it means the real you. Everybody in this room is a three-part being. There's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. You are a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body. Now, don't miss this. You are a spirit. You see, I'm an eternal being. I'm immortal. You're immortal. You're going to live forever somewhere. I'm going to live forever with Jesus, and I know the majority of you are too. I don't know everybody's condition in here. That's why I say I don't know about everybody. But you are a spirit. You have a soul. What's your soul? Your soul's your mind, your will, and your emotions. Listen, I'm emotional, okay? God gave me a lot of emotion. I don't know why. I think he was just blessing me. Okay, you know, after the game last Sunday, everybody left and went home, and I just sat in my chair with my head down, and my wife came in there, and she said, I'm ashamed of you. (laughs) Now, you know why she was ashamed? Because of my emotion. And my emotion got me in trouble Sunday. And when the game was over, everybody left. And I just got in my chair, and I put my earplugs in, and I put on some five-finger death punch. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Well, no, okay, never mind on that, all right. I just had, I I wanted to beat something up. I wanted to run through the wall. I wanted to hurt somebody. I'm glad I didn't have a dog, amen? I actually, you know what I heard, and I don't know if this is true or not. I heard that domestic violence went up like 20%. Domestic violence calls after the, internet, that dumb? So none of that happened in my house, Okay. (laughs) Okay, I'm an emotional person, all right? but you've got to be careful with your emotion. Here's the next thing. Now, this is going to blow your mind. This is going to bless you. It says the Word of God will go into your joints. That's what it says. it says. Now, listen to this. It says it will pierce the division of the soul and the spirit, and then it's going to go into your joints and your marrow. Now, don't miss this. When you read the Word of God, the Bible says it affects your joints. It affects your joints joints then the next thing it says is that it affects the marrow of your bones now the bible says that god's word goes into your bones now don't miss this this is amazing let's do a little quick biology lesson this morning i just got online i thought hey uh if god's why would god be interested in my marrow he says, I'm going to put my word in your bones. This is what this is. Now, the bone marrow, I'm, I'm not a scientist, but here's what I found out. The bone marrow is responsible for making blood. And there's three parts to your blood. The first are the red cells, and they carry oxygen through your body and give you energy. Energy. Then the second part are platelets. And, that you know, if you cut yourself and it kind of thickens up, that's what platelets do. They're designed to keep you from bleeding to death. Then the third one are the white blood cells, and they have to do with your immune system. Now, don't miss this. I was so ministered to by this. I hope you are too. When you read God's Word... It affects your bones. It affects the marrow in your bones. It affects your blood. It causes your blood to have more oxygen. It causes your immune system to be stronger because God's word is what? It's spirit and it's life. So when I read the Bible, when I'm reading this scripture, your bone marrow is being affected. Does that not blow your mind? It's affecting you down into your bones, and it's strengthening your blood, it's strengthening your oxygen level, and it's strengthening your immune system. Now I'm going to just stop right here. Now don't misunderstand me when I say this. Think of all the things we do and all the places we go looking for energy, looking for strength, looking for our immune system to be better. Now, listen, and I'm not against any of that, okay? You know, I, I love yogurt. I've always liked yogurt, and I eat Greek yogurt, and I eat it all the time, okay? But you can read right on the side that it has those funny weird germs in it, and that stuff's supposed to strengthen your immune system, okay? How many of y'all know what kefir is? is <clears throat> like liquid yogurt, and I used to buy it and drink it because supposedly it's good for your immune system. I'd always try to trick my kids into drinking it, and they were like, we do not want an immune system if we're going to have to drink that stuff, they would run, man. They did not want any kefir, okay? And I, I, you know, I can drink and eat. Nothing bothers me, right? You know, I drink protein powder, and I can put it in tap water, not cold, and mix it lumpy and just drink it. No, no, I have no texture problems. My, actually, the other day, I was like, Dad, how do you do that? Well, it's easy. I tell, right? I, I mean, that, nothing, not, that doesn't, kind of stuff doesn't bother me. But here's what I want you to see. Now, don't miss this. Lots of times, we're going to all the wrong places. And God promised in his word that I'll strengthen your bones, I'll strengthen your joints, I'll strengthen your bone marrow, and it's going to affect your blood, and it's going to affect your immune system, and I'm going to restore your life. And it all happens when you get in the word of God. And you don't have to do anything to make it happen. Here, here, here's, here's how it works right here. You ready? Ready? For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul, the spirit, the joint, and the marrow, and is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You know what just happened in my life and your life? Uh, God's word pierced your soul, your mind, your will, and emotions. It touched your spirit. It's affecting your joints. Your bone marrow is being ministered to. The next thing it says, it'll affect your thoughts and it'll affect your heart. All just by simply hearing the word of God. It's not doing this. Hearing the Word of God and then doing this. What are you doing? I'm receiving the Word. Right? That didn't work. You don't have to do that. All you have to do is hear it. What's Romans say? Faith comes by hearing. Listen, it's never hard to hear. You just listen to the Word of God. Now, don't miss this. The last thing he said was that it would affect your thoughts. Your thoughts. I said this last week. Joseph Prince says, right believing produces right living. We'll back up one more step. Right thinking, right thoughts produce right believing, which produces right living. When you hear the word of God, it changes you. And it restores you. And it fills you. And it refreshes you. And it energizes you. And it encourages you as you walk along with Jesus. I want to close with three things. God's doing three things in your life. First off, God has a plan. Jeremiah 29, 11 says so. Listen, God has a plan for your life, and it's being worked out. And if you don't see it, it's still being worked out. I heard somebody say one time, if you can't see God's hand, you can trust his heart. God's heart for you is good. Here's the second thing. God has a purpose. Listen, every person in this room, God has a purpose for you in your life. You matter. You matter, you matter, you matter. God has a purpose. God has a plan, and God has a purpose. And here's the last thing. God has a position. What do you mean, Pastor? Listen, God has a position. Well, how do I know what God's position is? Here's how you know. First off, God's position is his word. God's will is God's word. Are you with me? God's will is God's word. God's position is his word. When you read the word of God, you find out who God is, and you find out what his plan for you is. Are you with me? Listen, here's what I know, and I know many of you know it also. Now, Don't misunderstand me. Okay, I'm not an orphan, right, and I'm not a slave. You know what I am? I'm a son. You know how I know that? Because God's word says so. I took time to find out that God's position for Rusty is that I'm a son. I didn't always know that. I didn't always know that. Here's the next thing, the last thing. If you want to know what God thinks, check his word. It's so simple. Hey, I wonder what God will do in this situation. Check his word. If you have a question about your finances, if you have a question in your marriage, if you have a question with your health, if you have a question about anything, go to God's word. Listen, God's position is his word. And if you wonder what he thinks about anything, go to the word of God. Now listen to me. God wants to bring grace and strength into your family this year. It's very simple, and I don't want you to miss it. Listen, it's a year to grab a hold of the Word of God. It's a year to allow Him to infuse His power and strength into you. It's a year not for unbelief. Don't be an Eeyore. God wants to penetrate your heart with your with His Word, and He wants to affect your mind, your will, your emotions, your heart, your joints, your bone marrow, and your thoughts. <clears throat> Holy mackerel. Right? You get all that. God's Word's dripping with life. Take time this year and read your Bible. Get online. View version by I don't care how you do it or what you do, but take some time to read the Bible. And, well, if you, and I've said this. If you don't know what it means, just say, Lord, show me what this means. And he will. And he will. And you know what will happen? You know what's going to happen, don't you? Well, you're going to wake up one morning and think, you know, Man. My knee doesn't hurt anymore. Man, man, someone's, you know, man, you know, I wonder what happened to that elbow, right? Are you with me? All from the Word of God. God wants to restore your life and your family. Stand and let me pray for you. Now, here's what I want you to do. Let's just take a moment, and I want you to just close your eyes for privacy, just for a moment. And allow the Holy Spirit to finish what he wants to do in you this morning. Make sure that he finishes it. Lord, I love you. Lord, we're standing here in your presence. And I thank you for the promises of your word that are at work in us. That your word is alive. And that, Father God, you are renewing, you're healing, you're restoring, and you're refreshing us. Lord, we love you. Father, I'm thankful for the work you're doing in every person this morning. Holy Spirit, just finish what you started this morning. Finish what you started right now in us, that you wrap it up and you seal it. That we go from this place affected, impacted, changed because of your life. Jesus, I love you. I love you with all of my heart. And I know that you are at work in our lives and our families. And that 2017 is going to be a good year. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Hey, I love each one of you.